Uncover and Elevate is the next evolution of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and after coaching hundreds of clients, I am unapologetically clear on this. People pleasing is a symptom with a deeper cause. Being in a toxic relationship or career and feeling trapped has a deeper cause. Avoiding difficult conversations has a deeper cause. Self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, confusion, feeling insecure, all have a deeper cause. In Uncover and Elevate, we are going to look under the hood every week to uncover what the deeper causes are that shape our lives, including the ones that make breaking a pattern, even one we want to break, so hard. Then we will elevate our lives with tools designed to transform those deeper causes and deal with the symptoms. Join me each week as we uncover and elevate our lives. And now, here's this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. All right, everyone, it's Brenda Florida here, Certified Life Coach, and we are going to talk about two of my favorite words in the English language, delight and desire. Oh, I love them. And they are can be very polarizing for some people. I have had many clients who, when I asked them what their desire was, they didn't have an answer. They didn't even know what they desired. They had gotten very disconnected from their own sense of what delights them and what desires they have, primarily from doing too much for others for too long, right? By not taking the time to take care of themselves, to tune into themselves, to explore what it is they're desiring. Of course, our desires and what delights us change over time. And so it requires that really great relationship with ourselves to know the answer to that question. And it's easy enough through people pleasing or just things that happen in life to get disconnected from what delights us and what our desires are. So in today's episode of Uncover and Elevate, I really want to look at this from a couple of different angles or in this progression, I guess I'll say, of what it is that can block us from knowing the answer to what delights and us and what we desire. And then how to sort of move into, I'll say an invitation phase where you're ready to get out of those blocks and invite that relationship with yourself that then begins to explore and be able to answer the question of what delights me and what do I desire? And then move into, okay, how do I then cultivate that in a way that is sustainable? So instead of a burst of inspiration that you desire, you know, something, and then you just go for that until you, you're burned out on that, <laughs> we want to create something that cultivates mul multiple delights, multiple desires, and that pursuing them then um, is something we can always be doing because we, we don't ever want to lose sight again, lose track again of what delights us and what we desire. It's a really great sort of litmus test to know how tuned into yourself you are. 
Uh, and unfortunately for many of us, and this would have been true for me 20 years ago, I could have told you what delighted and uh, what my uh, husband and friends and kids had for desires. I knew what <laughs> what everybody else's desires were and what delighted them because that was what I was so tuned into um, doing for them or providing for them or facilitating for them or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that until it's at the exclusion of yourself. So that's the thing. We When we do for others or tune into others at the exclusion of ourselves, then we know we've gotten out of balance. So one of the most prevalent, I would say, blocks to knowing what we desire and knowing what delights us is guilt, frankly. So guilt is something that comes up a lot with clients because even as a coaching client will make all kinds of forward movement in their own growth and their own growth trajectory, they will then sometimes feel, feel guilty about the things that they are now not doing, the boundaries they've set in place, how they've stopped over-functioning, how they've started taking care of themselves. And these old beliefs and old ideas will creep in that you know, you're not supposed to do that, that that's selfish, that now somebody else is suffering, and maybe that somebody else is even mad at you because you're not over-functioning for them. You know? And so we get caught up in guilt and that guilt will shut us down from even exploring what it is that delights us or what it is we desire. So guilt is probably, you know, the number one killer of that. Um, so look at that for yourself and whether or not guilt is maybe keeping you away from being able to answer that question or to even spend time to contemplate what the answer might be, right? It maybe it doesn't come to you in a moment. Like me, I'm very tuned into my delights and desires. So I can tell you 10 things um, in a moment <laughs> that I desire. Things like I want to start personal training um, for strength training at the gym. I want to do a lot more traveling. So I have a big desire for travel. I have a desire for um, a bigger apartment. I have a desire for uh, a romantic uh, relationship in my life. I have, you know, things that delight me, cooking, making cocktails, walking on the beach, like sunshine, palm trees. Like I, I could make big lists of both of them. Okay. So this is like a way, like, this is what vision boards are for, right? To sort of inspire and spark what would delight us. What, what do we desire? And there are plenty of people that get to a vision board, you know, workshop or even the idea of it. And they're just like, uh, I don't even know what I would do. I don't know what I would put on there. I don't know, you know. And so guilt a lot of times is what keeps us from being connected to our own desires and what delights us. And I kind of mentioned this in my description there about guilt, but that being over-focused on others when I'm over-focused on others, I don't have the time and energy 
to focus on myself and what my own desires are, uh, what delights me. I'm too busy focusing on other people and what they want and need or what delights them or what their desires are. And so that is a big block to knowing what our own delights are and our own desires are. And then there's another one that sometimes um, is not as often talked about by people who even dare to talk about delight and desire is the fear that if we, that's gonna, it, it may sound a little bit different for different people, but the concept is that there's a fear that if we actually pursue that, we are going to go off the rail in some way, right? Get off the reservation, be unsafe. It's not going to, you know, we're going to get in trouble. We're being materialistic. There's some kind of shame involved in it. I mean, I know I can remember being taught in Sunday school or maybe, you know, it was the preacher in the pulpit. I don't remember the, the exact details of who said it to me, but on more than one occasion, I can remember as a child being told, that my desires are actually like from the devil, like they're, they're sins, they're bad, you know, that that's what drives us to materialism, to greed, to, you know, all kinds of crazy things. And of course, that's not true, but I was taught that. And you might've been taught to not trust what you desire, to not trust in what delights you, but instead, to do what the crowd is doing or do what your parents, spouse, culture, whatever, some authority figure is telling you to do, that that's the only safe way to navigate life. Don't, you know, take any risks. Don't think too much about what you want because you'll just be disappointed. All those kinds of messages take us away from even knowing what our desires are or what would delight us because it's almost as if that's a forbidden fruit. So you may actually have, you, you know, you might not word it this way in your own mind, but maybe as I'm saying this, it resonates a certain fear behind pursuing or cultivating or getting more in touch with what delights you and what your desires are. So those are just a couple things. There's many other things, but th those are probably the top three that I see in people that I coach and that I've had pop up for me in my growth are the guilt over-focusing on others and some kind of fear that actually it's not a good thing. There's some kind of shame around it, or it's an indication of selfishness or something that is not a positive quality that you want to nurture. So if we go with the premise that what delights us and what we desire is actually part of our truth, because when you think about it, whatever we each desire things in our own unique way. So if you've listened to very many of my podcasts or, you know, read my blogs, followed me on Instagram, you have probably heard me say that in my belief system, we are each unique expressions of the divine. I believe that each one of us as human beings is actually an aspect of the divine and a unique like version of it, a unique form. And my metaphor for this 
is the ocean and a wave on the ocean. So every wave on the ocean is unique. Some are big, some are small, so, you know, wide, narrow, you know, whatever. But they are all part of the ocean. And so you and I are unique waves, but we are part of the collective. We are part of one source. We are part of God, the divine um, the quantum field, the infinite field, whatever word you want to put on it, there is not really separation between the that, um, however you think of it, source, divinity, whatever, the field, and you. You are a piece of that. So just like, you know, my arm is a piece of my body, but, and it's unique and it can do its own things, right? That my eyeballs can't do. So that's awesome, but it's still all part of my body. And so that to me is what we are uh, in the grand scheme of divinity, infinity, however you like to think of it, source, energy. And so because we are a unique expression of the divine is how I'm going to say it right now for simplicity's sake, all of our desires and everything that delights us is part of that divine expression, right? That's part of my ultimate core truth are those things that delight me and the things that I desire because they are coming from the source that created me as a unique expression of an aspect of that source or you know multiple aspects of that source so the blocks to knowing the answer to those questions becomes problematic so when i'm feeling guilt or i'm in that shame or i'm over focused on others or fearful for some reason then I am actually blocking myself from my own truth. So we want to create what to me, then the next step in the sort of cycle is creating this invitation. I want to have an intention to get in touch with, to start to understand, explore, get the answers to what actually delights me and what my desires are. And in creating that intention and invitation, you open yourself up to the curiosity of it, right? So when we want to, when we want to be in sort of exploring mode, we want to be curious. So you start to notice, oh, well, I really like that. I only kind of like that. I actually don't like that. Okay. I feel energized when I'm with this person. I feel depleted when I'm with that person. Okay. Energy, being energized is definitely more delightful. I definitely have a stronger desire to be with this person because the energy they, you know, I pick up from them delights me. So that adds to my desire. And so, okay, that that's important information to have. Now, maybe I need to have some better boundaries with the person that's draining to me or the person that's demanding I overfunction for them or whatever. So we create this invitation that says, yeah, I am going to start exploring by kind of seeing the contrast, 
in the things that feel good to me and the things that don't. And then move more towards those things that feel good to you. Even this is so true in business and careers. Like when you are, I have a client right now uh, who's exploring leaving, you know, their current employer and going uh, to someone else. And so it's because of a desire. It's because there's too many things that are beginning to not create joy, <laughs> not create delight in their current professional situation. And so not from a standpoint of the grass is always greener on the other side, from a true alignment with their desire to have different experiences in their career that they are not having and consistently not having at their current employer is what makes them pursue that next opportunity, that next opportunity for growth. So we've got to be able to take seriously these markers that are showing up in our life all the time, whether you realize it or not, there are things showing up in your life all the time that are giving you those clues for, oh, this is something I like, this is something I don't like, or this is something I like more, something I like less, right? It's a whole spectrum from like to love, you know, from like to hate, whatever, that when we're creating that invitation for awareness, it starts to be real. It's a great teacher, right? Because I can just say, oh, well, look at the things I did today. And the ones that were really fun and felt good and brought me joy. I felt delight. They were in line with my desires. Those things all felt really good. Okay. So I want to know more about that. I want to experience more of that. What does that tell me about myself? Oh, I wrote like, for instance, this is a silly example, but it just came to me because I looked out my window at the palm trees. So when I first moved to the beach, I was 100% focused on living near the beach because I knew I had a deep desire to live near the beach, being on the beach, near the beach, knowing it's only a few minutes away, brings me a lot of joy, a lot of delight. Okay. So I did that. I followed that. After I got here, I realized also how much palm trees delight me. I love palm trees maybe as much as I love the beach. And so that curiosity, that invitation says, oh, wait a minute. It's not just the beach. Now I know it's the beach and palm trees. Oh my gosh. You know, so as one door opens, another one opens, another one opens, we might connect dots on, oh, this, this, or that. Oh, another thing that really delights me is the idea of painting uh, watercolors. Oh, I could paint the beach. I could paint palm trees. I could, you know, I mean, they don't all necessarily fit together, but as we go with this invitation of, hey, I want to explore for myself, what delights me. Now I may come from a family of people who love the mountains and love snow. And so I may have been raised with the belief that there is no better place in nature than to be up in the mountains and be in the snow. Like that is the ultimate. Okay. And here I am over here with the, uh, actually, I want the beach and sunshine, like pretty much all the time with some palm trees sprinkled in. And so when we have that kind of dichotomy in what we were taught that we were supposed to be delighted by or what we were supposed to desire or what was supposed to bring us joy uh, and we don't feel that way, that can be a little, that can be another block actually. 
is because it falls under that fear or the shame of, well, this is wrong. You know, my people love the mountains, so I should be loving that. No, because you are unique. And even if all your people feel differently, that's okay because you and they are unique expressions of the divine and you're not supposed to be all enjoying the same thing. So being able to look at it as really just like a <laughs> delightful invitation to be curious, to explore, I think really great environments for exploring what delights you and what you desire would be to be in nature. You need some time and space, right? You can't rush your way into knowing the answer to that. So being in nature, walking, any kind of movement, um, anything that feels relaxing and delightful or joyful to you now. This is why a lot of times people get great ideas when they're in the shower or when they're working out or things like that. Maybe they're cooking something else that they love. And an idea pops into their head about their career or about, you know, something entirely different. It could be the same topic, but it's often even entirely different because we open the door to joy, to relaxing, to something we already enjoy. And that invites more things to come into our awareness that would bring us more joy, more delight, more desire. And don't underestimate the small things. So we can often open the door to big things like a big career move, or I wanna be an entrepreneur, or I wanna travel the world or whatever. The I want to travel the world desire could come out of doing something very small, like just visiting a town nearby that you haven't been to or something like that, taking a driving trip. And in that, what may seem like a small move, if it sounds like fun, it feels like delight, then go do that. And in doing that, it may open the door to, you know, instead of just a driving trip, I think I'd like to fly. You know, and then maybe you fly somewhere not too far away. And then maybe you're like, wow, that was good. I love that. Now I'm ready for a bigger adventure, right? So sometimes we leap right into knowing I want to travel the world. Sometimes we work our way into it small step by small step. It doesn't matter. The point is that you're inviting your own delight and desires to sort of make themselves known to you. So how we, to move into sort of this third phase, how do we kind of create and sustain this? Cultivate would be another word you could use. It is by starting with that intention of, I want to know. I want to know myself well enough to know what delights me and what I desire and what the answer to that is now, right? Like our de delights and desires change. Some things stay the same. I've always loved to travel. I've always loved to sing. I've always loved fashion and beautiful things, you know, so some things might stay the same, but still the, the exact expressions of those evolve and change over a lifetime based on where we're at in our careers, where we're at, if we decide to have a family, where we're at financially, like all kinds of different things, just where the world is at, right? So they can change over time, but then also totally new things can be added. I mean, I didn't have, I mean, I always liked the beach and I took a lot of vacations at the beach, but I never had any drive or desire 
to move to the beach, to live at the beach per se. Like that was just not a thing I had in my head at all until about eight years ago. And once I got it in my head, I couldn't get it out. And so it took me a while to get here, but I got here because that was a big desire. So some desires are gonna be new. Some are gonna be expansions or, you know, kind of another tangent on one you've had for a while. It doesn't matter. It's about setting the intention to just be aware, to notice, oh, I'm loving that. Oh, now I'm loving that. Oh, I used to love that on a you know scale of one to five at a five. And now it feels more like a three to me. Okay. But now something else in my life is a five. Okay. So, you know, be, you know, be flexible and um, don't box yourself in with any of this. This isn't about finding this one thing that you're going to declare or 10 things that you're going to declare forevermore. These are your desires. No, 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 no. We're way too fluid. Again, back to our metaphor of the ocean and the wave. Like the ocean is always moving, right? Tides are always coming in and out. The nature of it is always, its expression is always a little bit different. And so, so it is with us. And when we try to make ourselves, well, I picked this, I picked this career. I got to stay here till I die. I picked this, you know, whatever. Uh, I said, I love to travel. So now, even though I don't care about going anywhere, I'm going to go on a trip because I've got these friends that, you know, travel with me and they want to go. So I'm going to do it for them. No, when it begins to lose its delight and desire for you, you also pay attention to that because that just means another door is ready to open for something else, something new. It is also all about choice. We do have to choose them. So desire is sort of like, I think of it like a child or a pet that wants your attention. It does want your attention and then you have to choose to give it that intention. You can choose to ignore it. You can choose to say, stay so over-focused on other people that you neglect this child that we're going to call your desires and delight. Sure, you can do that. And sooner or later, it will be quiet and it will stop talking to you. And that's when we get to that point where we don't know. I don't even know what I desire anymore. I don't even know what would delight me. Okay, then we've got, it's time to cultivate that relationship. And just like a child, if you were ignoring them for a long time, might play a little hard to get, or a pet will do the same thing sometimes, you know, then your desires might play a little hard to get, but you don't go scream at that kid or animal to come play with you now, right? That's not the approach. It's much more loving. It's much more gentle. It's much more like, you know, kind of encouraging or coaxing them out of their room to come play with you. So look at your desires in that kind of way. In fact, one of the things that I love to think about with desires is this idea of treating my desires like they are a small child or a pet. I would not criticize them. I would not tell them they're not good enough or that's a dumb one. You know, I would take seriously whatever it is that they wanted to do. And then I would help them do that, right? At whatever way I could. And so maybe you want to travel the world, but you don't have the finances yet to book that, you know, 
around the world cruise. Okay. So honey, you know, if it was a child, like I hear that you want to go, whatever, run a mile, but you haven't ever done that. And so let's go run a block first. You know, let's get your body, let's do the small steps to get ready for the big step. So just be loving and kind and generous with yourself the way you would to a child, because you also wouldn't shame your child, or at least not on our best day, right? As parents, you're not going to shame them for what they want. You're not going to shame your cat or dog or whatever pet you have because they want a treat, you know? Um, so that's the way, think of your desires and what delights you almost like as this thing you need to get in relationship with. And if I've been ignoring you for a long time, the best way for me to find out what you want to tell me is to invite you to cultivate that. Let's go out for coffee. Let's take a little time. Let's go for a walk and just see what comes up. Let's have the intention that I want to hear you and understand. Let's do a little journaling exercise. There's all kinds of ways in the same way you would cultivate a relationship with somebody else that you can cultivate that relationship to your own desires. And those are the things that are the very antidotes to the things that keep us shut down from our desires and spiraling down into thoughts of unworthiness that keep us away from taking our desires seriously or learning what they are. Because that's the other thing that I see a lot in my private practice with coaching clients is that they know what they desire. They just kind of won't let themselves dare to believe they can pursue it or they could actually have it because of some other story or limiting belief or something that we have to work through so that then they can open up to pursuing, to cultivating this desire. So I would love to know where you are on this topic. I am super passionate about delight and desire. And I really want to know, like, does this resonate? Where do you get stuck? Is, that you, is it that you don't know or that you kind of haven't given yourself permission to pursue them or you have some kind of guilt or shame over pursuing them? Um. And how does this idea of seeing it like a child or a pet that you would be nothing but encouraging and loving towards and a cheerleader, does that help you sort of get over the, the hump, get over the block of it or the um, self-shame or recrimination about it that you shouldn't be, that your desires aren't, you know, good they're selfish they're materialistic or you should be thinking about other people first right like all those things that keep us away from it what would be that conversation you would have with someone else it could even just be your best friend because we would rarely say to our best friend the things we say to ourselves so let me know how this resonates with you and what your relationship is with desire you can um, drop it in the comments wherever you're watching this podcast, or you can DM me, go to Instagram, Brenda Florida coach, and just DM me and share with me what your relationship, your experience with your desires and what delights you are, because it's really a, a foundational piece 
to us being able to live our truth in the world, whatever that is. So I love you guys. I will see you in the next episode of Uncover and Elevate. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. Check out the show notes for tons of great information and resources like if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast so we can uncover and elevate an issue in your life, just complete the form in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach. You can work with me one-on-one or get additional information about one of my group or private retreats by completing the form in the show notes. And I would love it if you would share this episode on social and tag me. I'd also love for you to post a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. It makes such a big difference and will help others find the show. And I'll be incredibly grateful. This is Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I'll see you in the next episode of Uncover and Elevate.